Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. The other day, we got an email from a man named Eduardo Villamil in Atlanta, Georgia, whose native language is not English. I'd like to just read it to you the way it was written, if I may. It says, Hi, the other day, I heard a story where the writer talked about seeing his mother cry in the back of the car in a beautiful scenery in Europe. I really liked the story format and encouraged me to write a short story about my son, hoping one day in the future, maybe in high school, my son can read it and understand part of what we have felt for him when he was born. Eduardo Villamil is with us right now on the phone from Atlanta, Georgia. Eduardo. Hi, Tony. We should probably tell people a little bit about the story that you were referring to something called You Don't Know the Whole Story, told by a man named Tom Cottle about an experience that he had with his mother when he was an adolescent. Yes, that's right. What was it about the story that appealed to you? Uh, what I like about the story was that uh, the boy was uh, seeing his mother crying in the back of the seat in a beautiful scenery in, in Europe, and he didn't understand why his mother was crying. Mm-hmm. So... The whole story is, is kind of a flashback to tell why she was crying. And that's the part that I like, is the flashback and understanding why she was, she was crying. And uh, that inspired you to turn your thoughts to your own son. Yeah. Eduardo, I wonder if you'd be kind enough to read the story that you wrote after hearing the story that we told on Morning Stories. Tony, it will be my pleasure. How come you're not very nervous? I'm trying to avoid that. (laughs) (laughs) Try to not think about it. Thank you. The other day, I was watching my oldest son, Nicholas, playing a soccer game. He's five years old. As he was heading with the ball down the field, it looked like a group of players from the opposite team was going to intercept the ball from him. But all of a sudden, Nicholas stopped with the ball, and the other player stopped as well. He looked at the other players, and no one moved for maybe 10 seconds. Then one of the players stepped forward, and it was just at that moment that Nicholas kicked the ball and passed it right over the player's head. It was such a nice trick for a five-year-old. All the parents said, wow, like in a unison. One of the mother even said to me that he will be a good soccer player as his father. She just didn't know the whole story. I'm a lousy soccer player. I also heard another parent saying, it seems like too much backyard training. He just didn't know the whole story either. At that time, we were living in a high-rise condominium, so we didn't have a backyard to play in. It was in that high ride that I saw him taking his first steps. My wife was holding on to him, and when she gently released his hand, he took his first steps. To us, it was like walking on the moon. The moment was so special to us that we both started to cry. If you had been there, you would have said, Oh yeah, that's part of the joy of parenthood seeing your child taking this first step. You just didn't know the whole story. 
my son had to wear braces and cast the first year of his life. Being just a newborn, he couldn't move or roll because the cast was too heavy for him. Then when he was five months old, he underwent surgery as well. The doctor sat down with us and told us that it will be normal for our son to have a very skinny leg because the cast had been on for so long. The doctor just didn't know the whole story. My wife had been very determined to help him stay healthy and get good nutrition, so she breastfeed him to help him overcome all of this. You can imagine how surprised the doctor was when he removed the cast and saw these big, chubby legs in our little boy. We were so happy that day, as happy as the day when we were going to the hospital to await Nicholas' birth. Then, I was the happiest person in the world. I was going to have my first child. We had waited seven years for him. I just didn't know the whole story. After many hours of intense labor in the delivery room, I could tell from the doctor's face that something was wrong. He asked everyone except me to step out of the room and then told me that the baby was having problems. The umbilical cord was around the neck and his face was down instead of up. But finally the baby was delivered safely and put into the warm of the incubator. He was so precious. And it was such a relief to have his birth over with. I didn't know the whole story. Nicholas was born with a condition called clubfoot, where the foot points down instead of to the front and inward. When I became aware of it, I had such a strange feeling come over me. I was so happy to see him, my own blood. But at the same time, I was so worried about him. All I could do at the time was to wrap the baby up and pass him over to my wife, intending this way to avoid having her suffer, at least to delay it for a moment. But she immediately unwrapped him and saw his condition. It was an intense moment, filled with pain, sadness, and happiness all blended in together. We just didn't know the whole story. Eduardo, that's such a beautiful story, and the ending never comes. Yeah, exactly. Have you read that story to your son? Yeah, uh, he heard the story when I was reading to my wife. It was funny because my wife started to cry. And later he said, oh, that's the story about me playing soccer, that I'm very good at soccer. So far, I think he's, he's in the first paragraph of the story. <laughs> he's in chapter one, where he fakes the other team out completely. That's right. right? Nobody sees the whole picture. Right. I hope that that will help somebody that had the same issue that I had. When you find any problem in the life of your kid, you expect to have an answer. It doesn't matter how big or small the problem is. But you want to see the whole picture. You want to see the life of your son at the end. But it's, it's, it's not possible at that moment. And this is kind of the first 
the first part of, of the picture. More to follow, more to follow. <laughs> Don't think you know it all. Yeah. Eduardo, I know that you are working hard to make English fluent in your life, but I must say, the way you speak it and the way you use it now is so eloquent. I hope you don't change too much. Thank you. Give our best to uh, to your family and to your son, and to tell him that uh, I thought it was an incredible story about what a wonderful soccer player he is. <laughs> I will tell him that. Okay. Thank be, you, Tony. Be well, Eduardo. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. I'm back in the studio now with uh, Gary Mott. Eduardo Villamil, by the way, Gary, comes from Colombia. And there's there's something about the Latin American way of telling a story, the magic realism. It's like boxes within boxes within boxes. It's so wonderful. I'm touched by the fact that here is a little boy who has been given an amazing gift by his father. The story of what his club foot put his own parents through. That's a story he's a little bit too young to hear or really understand right now. All he gets is what's happening here now, and life is good. And that's wonderful. And he's a great soccer player. And he's a great soccer player. Uh, which is very uh, important in Colombia, right? But I think, his, I think his father did a wonderful thing, gave him a story that is going to bring him closer to his own parents as he gets older, as he begins to understand what they went through. You went through something yourself. When you were 12 years old, you had a, a terrible accident that left you physically impaired. Have you told your kids the story of your accident? I have. Uh-huh. And have you told them the whole story? I've told them the whole story. You think that was important for them? Well, I think it was very impressionable yeah. for them because I told them, and then I started crying, and then they started crying, and they immediately started to blame themselves for making me cry. And I, I, you know, I said, that's not it at all, but um, that's how their, their little minds what work. What a moment in memory for all of you, though, to have. That's not the whole story, but that something wonderful happened. You shared something there, and that may be part of their story about you. You know, I, I think that part of the message and uh, moral of this is that one of the nicest things you can probably do for your your children is to leave them uh, some stories about what you went through when you were their age and what you went through being their parent because they're going to have their own memories. And the more they know your story, the more they'll be able to really enrich their own. And uh, it sounds like you gave your kids a wonderful story there by telling them what your own accident was like. They're such uh, sensitive kids, i found, and that's something that Lori and I really take pride in. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to my right hand, my son will will grab it and just kind of massage it every now and then, and it feels very loving and endearing, and they know that there's this thing happened long ago, but maybe they can be instrumental in the healing process, and they are, and yeah. they have been. Kids are very responsible. And they're especially responsible about taking care of their parents. And the more information they can have about, really, who their parents are. And also about the things that they can't make better, you know? But that's okay. You can, that you can live with feelings of hope and despair at the same time. Boy, that's, a, that's an incredible gift to give somebody. And I expect we're going to hear a lot about uh, this story from, from other people. I'm hoping that you'll let us know. Uh, what you think about the story, but that you'll also let each other know through uh, 
maybe writing us a little recommendation at uh, iTunes, right? Apple has a little uh, customer review section. So please, if you have an Apple account, you know, log in and write a review because we love those five-star reviews. Yeah, you'll hear this in other podcasts as well, perhaps in a in a, a balder, maybe even more honest fashion, saying, write us a review on iTunes because iTunes really matters. It's become a very important place. People get some of their first experiences with podcasting. So uh, hopefully one of their first experiences will be that there are a lot of people out there who are really enjoying Morning Stories and want to pass that word on to them. So if you don't mind, we'd love to have you say something about morning stories in in the iTunes section. It's the best way to spread the word. Another way to spread the word, by the way, is to keep supporting our show with a little apple juice, I guess you could say. And that comes from Ipswich, a leader in file transfer software and a leader in supporting public broadcasting podcasts. So thank you all very much and Keep up the good work. We need you. If you want to find out more about Ipswich, check out their website at ipswich.com, I-P-S-W-I-T-C-H. And please get in touch with us at morningstories at wgbh.org. And check us out online as well at wgbh.org slash morningstories. And uh, we'll see you next Friday. See you then.